and welcome to another episode of Soberland. I am your host, Lindsay Cowan. Uh, I sound like a game show host. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're about to do like a red carpet uh, interview or something. Why can't I just be like, hey, I'm Lindsay. Thanks for listening to Soberland. <laughs> Anyways, um, today we have a friend of the pod and best friend of my life, Gabby Papasoff, returning oh, to the podcast. Thank you. Yay. We, um, we are actually going to have Gabby be on here more often, if that's okay with you. I, yeah, I would Do love you to. Accept? I accept. Great. Thank you. I accept um, this rose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, because, one, you're my favorite person in the world. But also, um, I'm learning that not everyone wants to be as open about their personal mental health as I do. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be more open. No, I know. No, no, I it wasn't, that wasn't like a personal <laughs> attack on you. <laughs> you you are here doing <laughs> it. Um, but I get it. Like a lot, not everyone feels comfortable yeah. sharing. And so it's been a challenge. To, like, it's just been stressful for me, if anything, to like, be like, oh my God, every week I have to find someone. Yeah. Someone that so like has a story and wants to like talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm still yeah. obviously going to have different guests. Um, yeah. But... I thought it would be great to have you on here. Yeah. Like more. Well, maybe I like a monthly reoccurring. Yeah, I would love to. It's I love doing this with you and Aww. I'm just like super proud of okay. you. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like a mom. Just kidding. I'm Lindsay's mom. <laughs> no, I'm I'm you're younger than me, so but, thank but you. you're my mom. <laughs> cool. Well, so yeah, uh you expect more of Gabby. You're welcome. Hopefully you guys world. like me. If not, that's okay. I have created an email. I usually mention this at the end, but I know not everyone has time to listen to this all the way through. So I want to mention I do have an email for the, the podcast. It's soberlandpodcast at gmail.com. So um, if you guys ever want to submit any kind of feedback or like a question and then we can like go over the question on the podcast and you'll remain anonymous, of course, um, just things like that. That would be cool to connect with you. I've gotten a couple even like strangers, actually, oh, which has been like exciting. super cool. Making new friends, keeping the old. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, email. Um, also, please subscribe. I hate saying this. Rate, I know. Review. I know it sounds like, but you know what? It is important. She's like starting out. So <sighs> I think, you know, any love that you can share is helpful. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> now that we got all the paperwork out of the way, <laughs> let's get into the pod. Um, I feel like I haven't seen you in years. Okay, it's been, it's been a, <laughs> a week. <laughs> it was literally last. But it, do, it does feel like years. Last Saturday, <laughs> but um, I usually see more than that. Yeah. Um, you've had a big, big week. Yeah. You yeah. I've been. I started a new job. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you able to share, or is this confidential? <laughs> I don't think it's confidential, but um, you work for the CIA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm a secret no. agent. <laughs> Um, no, it was uh, an exciting week for me. I um, started a new job. Uh, my first day was actually a work trip to Denver. Yeah, it was exciting. I It's a little intimidating, like, starting a new job and, like, immediately getting on a plane, yeah, <laughs> like, meeting your boss. Lot. I mean, I met her during the interview, but, like, really meeting your boss, like, at the airport. <laughs> like, all right, this is the first interaction we're having. Let's spend the next three days together <laughs> yeah, nonstop. <exactly. laughs> Are you... 
super excited, like really mm-hmm. confident about the position, like no yeah. second guessing. Yeah. I mean, I, so I work in marketing. Uh, I'm not going to give my whole story here, but you guys <laughs> can look me up on LinkedIn. But um, yeah, I work in marketing and um, I've always been on the agency side. And so this is the first time that I'm going to be on the brand mm, side. The better side. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It <laughs> but is. I think I'm liking it so far. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I felt like it was the right next step for my career. And, um, I'm just, I ha- already have like a lot of new ideas that I want to like share and contribute. And I feel like I haven't felt like that in a while oh, where cool. I was like really excited about my job and, yeah. and just like, I feel super driven again. Yay. Um, just cause I think, you know, if anyone's worked in like the advertising agency world, I think there's a lot of burnout and, mm-hmm. And um, so I feel like I'm finally in a position that I'm excited about and I get to be more of like that decision maker. Um, I get to like decide how to spend our marketing budget, Ooh, which is exciting. Serious <laughs> responsibility. Did I know. you mention the, the brand? Oh, no. Because um, it's a pretty cool brand. <laughs> yeah. You guys should go buy it. Uh, <laughs> it's a beauty brand uh, called Bliss. So they're sold in like Target and Ulta, CVS. Um, Urban Outfitters now. Oh, they're so, so hipster. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot of like, uh, like, like skin cream, care. skin care. Yeah. yeah, it's not so much like cosmetics, yeah. makeup, but yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. I love, what I a love fun skincare brand. too. Yeah. yeah, you're like I love my skin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love having skin. It's great. Yeah, cool. gotta take care of that. We're getting older now. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Cool. Uh, what have you been up to? Like, haven't seen you in a while. (laughs) Well, uh, I guess we can kind of get right into this because I've had uh, quite quite a time. Um, I didn't record last week because um, I've like been all over the place. If like Mm -hmm. if you if you name a feeling, I've probably felt it in the last two weeks. I uh, I definitely attribute some of that to coming off of antidepressants, which I haven't listened to the previous episode. Um, I'm in the process of coming off Zoloft after having some pretty scary depressive episodes due to inconsistent dosages on my, so my fault basically, but um, I decided to just come off of it completely. And it's uh, been interesting. It's been like, I've had a lot of like really vivid dreams mm. and um, I have felt, like I said, a lot of feelings. I've had a lot of like high highs and low lows and just mm. very emotional like one moment I am, you know, feeling very confident about my decision to come off of it and hopeful that things will turn around and get better. And then the next day I'm falling uncontrollably for no reason. Um, so it, you know, it's been really difficult. I've had my, my therapist on like speed dial. (laughs) That's Um, that's nice. (laughs) We've had some very, uh, emotional conversations. That's been really, I'm thankful to have, to have her. Um, so she's been like, not only have we been doing the weekly in-person meetups, but um, we've been doing some phone call check-ins mm-hmm. too. Um, the one thing that happened that was interesting is I started to really question my sobriety, mm. which uh, was kind of like gradual. I was like started thinking about it, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like coming up with reasons why it made sense and kind of like becoming more on board with it. Yeah. To the point where, um, like my well, my conversation with myself was like, I think I've been too restricting um, and hard on myself, too extreme with my decisions, like yeah. cutting out alcohol completely, 
cutting out social media completely for a bit and dating and just um, all these things. I go to, I felt like I was going too much to the extreme and I was like, why don't I just try having some like boundaries and um, just like being more balanced in my life and like trying moderation. I was like, you know, instead of just cutting things out. And I felt like after nine months, I've, a lot's happened to me and I'm in a very different place than when I got sober. Like, uh, you know, like I have a huge responsibility with a dog. Like I can yeah. be able to stay out all night. Like I did before. Um, I have like this home that I've built, like, mm-hmm. you know, before I never wanted to be home because I just kind of, I was like renting out rooms and bouncing from like room yeah. to room in, in other people's homes. And it was like, never wanted to be there. And now I've created like this, sacred space you can say for myself when a place that I want to be so I was like I don't see myself you know getting back into the that place that I was in and um I mean it all sounds like a valid argument yeah you know I know that you like shared some of those thoughts with yeah. me yeah yeah so exactly <laughs> I mean yeah I like <coughs> when you say that if so- someone else like if anyone said that to me I'd be like okay yeah like I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, at least like what I told you, I was like, are you really sure about this? Like don't make that kind of decision, I guess, without giving it a lot of thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually like, I went into your husband, our friend, my friend, not your friend, (laughs) your your husband, uh, Evan, his birthday dinner. Yeah. And I went and that's like kind of the day where I was just like, okay, I'm going to drink again like with boundaries and in moderation and I went to this birthday dinner it was like like 15 of our closest friends and I didn't want to just like start like cheersing and like (laughs) just drop this huge bomb on everybody on Evan's birthday so like I didn't drink and um I only mentioned it really to you that I was like thinking about it again and um so like you guys all went out but I ended up just going home because I've just, you know, I've been through a lot lately and I was still kind of processing this decision and still trying to figure out if it was the right thing to do. Um, And I thought, you know, if I'm going to drink again, let me at least like do everything that I can to make sure I'm making the right decision. Because, you know, I I got sober for 30 days a few years ago. And the reason I started drinking again are kind of the similar reasons and things that I told myself. And sure enough, I got right back into that dark place, even worse of a place where, Mm -hmm. and you know, and so I didn't want to do that again. And I thought, well, this has been nine months, like a lot more has happened. So I don't know if, you know, I don't think it would be the same, but anyways, I wanted to, you know, give, give it a fair shot and really make sure I was making the right decision. So I, I went to a, an AA meeting the next day, which, um, I've had a very weird relationship with AA. I've had a lot of, um, resistance towards it I think for a few reasons one it reminds me of the church which uh I am it's not my favorite place in the world um I I know we are different (laughs) on that but and a lot of people might disagree um and I want to get I don't want to get too much into that because that's not what this is about but yeah I basically I spent the first like 18 years of my life like it was very forced upon me and it was all that I knew. Like I went to a Christian school, even a Christian college and he was going to church three days a week and just, it was my whole world and life and all that I knew. And as I got older and was able to start forming my own opinions, um, I just saw like a lot of kind of hypocrisy in the church. Um, I just really didn't 
love that, you know, that there is just like this one way that we had to follow. And if you didn't follow it this exact way, you were wrong. And I just felt like, you know, there's a lot of people not being honest with themselves and with others because they felt like they had to be this particular way and shunning people out because they weren't that particular way. Just things that didn't sit right with me. And so um, I'm not a huge fan of the church. I, I do have a relationship with God. It, it's the strongest it's ever been. But I don't go to church, which is like baffling to like a lot of people. Like they don't think that's that that can work. But anyways, I see some of that in AA where people are kind of like putting on a scene, but they're not actually acting out the program and the steps and, you know, and reflecting it. And, um, you know, it can be kind of cult like with yeah. AA. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel like a lot of times they focus so much on the problem, like drinking. And it's like, I would see myself like kind of getting bummed out. Like right. I don't want to just focus so much on drinking. Like that was a really dark time for me. And uh, I'd rather focus on the future. Mm -hmm. So those have always been like the main reasons why I haven't been fully on board with it. Um, I, I've had sponsors for short amounts of time, uh, but I've never gone through the 12 steps and I've kind of just, used AA and I'm like really struggling and yeah. I need support extra support from people that understand a little bit more I'll run to a meeting but I've never gone consistently but anyway so that's my background with AA so I I went to this meeting um that Sunday morning and um if you've never been to a meeting it's usually uh, a speaker sometimes they share their story for, and it mm -hmm. takes the whole well they share their story but sometimes it takes the entire hour um, oh, okay sometimes it's just like a shortened version like 15 minutes and then that way everyone people can raise their hand and share themselves mm -hmm. about something that's going on um but typically they also read part of what they call the big book okay. which is a big book <laughs> um the alcoholics anonymous book it was written in 1939 um it basically goes through how the AA recovery program works. And then it's like the first half of it. And then the second half are like stories um, mm -hmm. from like the co-founder and just from different people. So um, a very um, common, commonly read portion is chapter five, how it works. And I'm just going to read like a short paragraph. I feel like we're in church right now. That's <laughs> what I'm telling you. There's, um, yeah, there's some similarities. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> but I'm like, this is this can be helpful. Okay, so chapter five, how it works. Um, Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program usually men and women who are com constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. They are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands vigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Um, and then it goes into, this is actually where it goes into the steps, mm -hmm. which I'm not going to, this is not an AA meeting, <laughs> so I'm not going to get into that. But um, basically, someone in the meeting read that to start. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing that, like, really stood out to me, like, in flashing lights was the word honesty. Right. I, they mentioned it, like, three or four times in that paragraph alone. And I started um, 
thinking like, okay, let me get honest with myself. Is this like drinking in moderation? Is this something that I should do? You know, mm -hmm. and um, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, um, if I was to drink again with boundaries and in moderation, I would probably be okay for a while. Um, eventually, over time, I could see myself, it could progressively get worse. Prob that's probably what would realistically happen, but mm -hmm. I would be okay for a bit. Um, but the one thing that I do know for sure is that I wouldn't move forward. Um, I wouldn't continue to grow. Um, I wouldn't continue to develop a relationship with myself like I have. I would not continue to heal from all of these uh, this pain and all of these things that have come up in my life that I'm dealing with right now. I would just be stagnant or, like I said, possibly go backwards. Mm -hmm. And so that's not what I want. That's not the kind of life that I want. Um, you know, I've had a glimpse of, like, of a relationship with myself and figuring out what I like, what I don't like, who I am. And I've set up these new goals and dreams for myself, like that are really big things that I've never thought are possible, like possibly starting my own business eventually mm -hmm. never been something I've ever considered. And so, um, I don't want to stop that and I want to keep going. So I decided to not drink that. It's not what I, I need to be doing. Um, instead I decided to reach out to AA for more support. Um, because it's like, I've literally tried everything possible, but AA, like I went to treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, I go to therapy. I do a lot of meditation and I'm very spiritual. Like I said, I have a relationship with God. Um, but I'm missing that like piece of that's like support right. of people that know exactly how I'm feeling and exactly what I'm going through. I mean, when I'm in those meetings and I hear people speak, I'm like, yes, that is it. That's, that is how I feel, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, my friends are amazing and I wouldn't be sober if it wasn't for Gabby, honestly. I mean, sh you've been there f like for me so much through this, but you also need people that like can fully understand where you're at and yeah. are going through that struggle because it's just, you don't feel alone in it. And so, um, and also like when I went, when I had that experience where that honesty kind of just like punched me in the face, I just, mm -hmm. something in my changed in me too, like just my attitude with AA, I felt, I, I felt at home there. I felt connected. I felt like these were my people. Um, it's, uh, it was also a really cool meeting. It was like a nice mix of like older people, young, mm -hmm. like hipsters, crazy people. Like <laughs> just those are the meetings I like. It was just interesting to see like that shift in my attitude. Right. But um, I ended up calling this or texting this girl after the meeting who I met in a meeting the first time I got sober years ago, and she's just kind of like we've remained in contact. I don't I, I don't know what about exactly. I mean, she's just someone that comes to mind. Like I reached out to her once in October um, when I was really struggling and wanted to drink and I gave her a call and she talked with me and I didn't drink. And, you know, so she, when I was wanting to get back into the program, she was the first person that came to mind. And um, I asked her if she um, wanted to meet up with me and we went to a meeting a few days later and that night I asked her to be my sponsor and I told her I wanted to go through the steps and she was like, absolutely. And, uh, so now when she sponsors someone, she asks that they do 90 and 90, which is a meeting 
a day for 90 days, which I was, oh, wow. e- which I was expect. That's a common thing. Yeah. And I was expecting, I was like, okay, yeah, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And uh, but it's, yeah. Fr- I'm sure it's a thing because it's helpful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, especially if you're starting off and you're yeah. just trying to get integrated into the program, mm-hmm. you got to give it a little bit more, but, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I've been going to meetings and it's been awesome. I've been meeting lots of people. That's great. It's been giving me like that extra, I can like, it's like I can physically feel the extra support that it's giving me. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm glad, you know, that I didn't decide to drink again. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I was honest with myself. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't want this to be so much about AA, this conversation, but more (laughs) about no, because it's a great thing, yeah. but more because not everyone can relate to that, you know, yeah. but more about being honest with ourselves yeah. about yeah. like, what is it that we need? What is it that, uh, you know, we're doing mm-hmm. that we shouldn't be doing? Mm-hmm. Because once you're honest with yourself, you'll get relief and peace. Yeah. finally. I think, well, first of all, I was just going to say, because. I hadn't heard any of that. Um, sorry, I was now. like, wor- I, sorry, I didn't <laughs> pause. It was like word vomit. No, I just all had great. to come out. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm just so happy to hear you say that. And like, I'm just so, because obviously I've like been on this journey with you since day one. And I think I'm just like, so happy to see that, like, this is the decision that you made for yourself. And I mean, because, like, when you shared with me, like, kind of what you were thinking about, I was like, okay, yeah, of course, like, that doesn't sound, like, stupid. It's a reasonable thing to think about. But it's, like, I think you making that decision for yourself and knowing what's right for you and, like you said, being, like, fully honest. I'm just, like, so proud of that and so happy for you. And it's great that you've, like, found something that can give you the support that you're, like, needing because... I think that's really hard, whether it's sobriety or you're trying to make a different kind of lifestyle change, like maybe it's working out or eating healthier, like whatever it is, maybe it's meditation or like mental health, anything that you try and do, it's really hard when you don't have like accountability and support. And I think a lot of times when I've tried to make a lifestyle change, whether it is being more healthy or doing something, it's like, unless if you put yourself in situations where you're accountable or you have some kind of like support system, it's easy to fall back into the habits that you have or, or whatnot. So I think, you know, that's really inspiring to me to hear you talk about like being fully honest with yourself. Cause that I think is something that can always take a look at, like everyone can take a look at themselves and be like, all right, what am I not like, fully acknowledging or like being honest about yeah and um yeah i mean it, it not doesn't have to be just alcohol or yeah. drugs i mean it could be like a relationship yeah. that might be toxic or a job or yeah. just like a habit that you're doing yeah or i don't know yeah <laughs> like eating or yeah. I, like it could literally be anything but like what yeah so like i just what is it that mm-hmm. everyone is what do you feel like? Yeah. Is there anything you want to share? Not to put you <laughs> on the spot, but I just like, did anything um, like pop up for you? I mean, I don't know. I think like our conversation's probably going to inspire me to like be a little bit more retrospective and like think about that for myself. Um, so maybe when I come back, I'll have more updates. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think, you know, even I've been like wanting, I think for me, like this, 
like job stuff has been consuming my life for a good amount of time, like the past probably like four or five months. So, and I, I'm sure it's going to be a lot, you know, starting a new job. There's a lot of, it's going to be a lot of work, but I'm hoping that I can now really focus more on myself mm-hmm. and have time to do those things and like be honest with myself about like, all right, I'm like almost 30. It's like, I, been talking about like living a healthier lifestyle for years and I like haven't done it like you know like I it's like at what point is it just like something I talk about or or maybe it's like uh, just other side things that I've been wanting to do or just like habits that I've been trying to like put in place in my life it's like at what point do I like stop just saying like oh I want to do this and like actually like Mm -hmm. make changes Um, yeah and sitting down and being like what is it that's keeping me from getting to where I want to be yeah type of thing you know um so I feel like I've always been like well I mean whether it's a valid excuse or not it's like oh I've just been so busy doing this or job stuff doing that and like I'm tired and like all this stuff but it's like when when do you just kind of stop being like well if you don't make it a priority and if you don't make a plan, then it's never going to happen. You yeah. Know? And one great thing about sobriety is that you get clarity when you're mm-hmm. sober. You know, mm-hmm. I've had sometimes too much clarity <laughs> <laughs> too too in tune with my feelings. But, um, you know, I think that's why it, it was just so clear to me. Like, this is what is right. This is what is wrong. This is what you should be doing. It's not like there's no fuzziness, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm fully here. I, I don't I'm not drunk or hungover or whatever yeah. I can s- fully see what's going on and I can see these benefits that being sober has done for my life and yeah yeah I it yeah I mean absolutely and I think you know even for me it's like something that I've been trying to not just like waste the day you know by like going out or or whatever. It's like, okay, how can I actually like do something productive with my day or take care of myself or spend time with people that I love? And mm. it's like, I don't want, you know, last weekend was fun and we went out and had a lot of fun, but then like the, yeah. the whole next day was like ruined for me. And but that everybody I, on social media, yeah. it was like, <laughs> I'm still on the over day. And I was yeah. like, but, and you know, it was like Evan's birthday. So I was like, all right, I'm not like going out doing this like every yeah. weekend. Um, but I think it's, like, still a reminder that it's, like, well, there's so much more that you could be doing with your day. And, like, having one night of fun and, like, ruining your whole next day, like, kind of sucks. One thing that's been really important to me in my sobriety is is this relationship that I've developed with myself. Um, it's just, like, indescribable almost because I had no, no relationship. Mm-hmm. I treated myself like garbage, um, you know, like no respect for myself, no self-care, no idea what it is that I was was hurting me and bothering me and wha- or what I needed. And I just feel like I've div- come up with like like a new best or you're my best friend, but like <laughs> another best friend like myself, like yeah. where I want to yeah. take care of myself and you know, a lot of things have come up, like my anxiety and depression that I'm letting like go through me and learning be healed by, you know, as as opposed to when I was just drinking to ignore it and not deal with it um so anyways that's been something that's written really important to me is my relationship with myself and I think that's a good point is like having a relationship with yourself is so important Mm -hmm. and 
I mean, for me, at least, I feel like I've always had some kind of like, it's so weird to say, relationship with myself. Like, I feel like I've always had, I don't know, it's changed over the years, but it's always been something that I feel like I've been able to like check in with myself and like kind of know where I'm at with certain things and it's really weird to kind of think about if you if I didn't have that over the years. Like, yeah. and there, I'm sure there's a lot of people that, like you, may not have had that relationship with yourself, or maybe it was just. I don't know. It's, ju- it's yeah. just kind of like a, a a thing that I was thinking about when you were talking. Is like, oh wow, like I I guess I've never really thought about what it would be like to not have, kind of like. I don't even know how no, to put it in words. I think like I didn't even know that I, like I was missing that out on that right. for a long time, and then you know, at getting sober definitely played a part in that. And you know, the fact that I'm I'm alone so much, like, mm. and I don't have any family. I'm like I talk about this on every episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm like I'm so lonely. But I mean, um, I I don't have family here. I'm not in a relationship. You know, I, like I see my friends occasionally. Yeah. But that's it. And but I feel like. I'm being forced into this time of being alone to get to know myself more. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the key about having a relationship with yourself is like loving who you are mm-hmm. and being like, okay, like I can be okay hanging out. But the only way you're going to want to be with yourself and to have a relationship with yourself is if you're being honest, because yeah. if you are not being honest and you're doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing or not doing things, vice versa, mm-hmm you're not going to want to sit with that, you know? Yeah. And like in times in life where like I haven't been happy with myself or like what I've done, you know, like you you might like feel guilt or like remorse or something. You're like the last thing you want to do is like be by yourself and like think about those thoughts. You're like always trying to find something to like cover that up. Right. Like to distract you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I think. So I think that kind of plays into like why I wanted to be honest with myself is Mm -hmm. because I love myself and I want to, like do the best thing for myself yeah i don't want to sit with this feeling of guilt or shame or you know doing something i that's uncomfortable like uh, that feeling of you know doing something that i know i shouldn't be doing yeah uh because that's gonna be a life of anxiety and Mm -hmm. stress and i'm not gonna have that peace so and i think there's something really empowering about being like I don't need anyone else to be happy. I have myself. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It was just a hard thing that's to say. Me. <laughs> yeah. But it's time. really empowering. And I think I've always kind of had this mentality that like, I mean, God forbid, I would never want to not have my family and friends and my life. But it's like, if I had to be in a scenario where I had to start over and it was just me, Mm-hmm. I feel like I could do that. I would never want to do that, but it's like I'm I I am confident in myself that I can like do anything I set yeah. my mind to, and I can be okay. Like you know, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. I think it's like the relationships that you have in life, family, friends, romantic. They add to your life. They mm-hmm. add. They shouldn't they, be your life. They shouldn't be your life. They mm-hmm. shouldn't. That's why I don't like the word, like, when people are like, oh, I need someone to complete me. Mm. It's like, You okay, complete me. Yeah, like, uh, mm-hmm. you should be whole. <laughs> and then yeah, you, you should <laughs> complete yourself. Yeah. Because and then you find someone else that, like, compliments you. Because they're only you. human, and they're going to let you down. Yeah. 
and it may not work out yeah. or you may lose them and you got to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're in a relationship, like you're not always going to agree a hundred percent or I'm sure there are things that will come up that will test your relationship, but not like being, not thinking about that person is like, Oh, if they do something wrong, then my life is completely over. Mm-hmm. It's like being okay with who you are and being whole in who you are, then you can like work through those things with that other person yeah. and like help them and pick them up with when they're struggling. It's not like I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. I just don't like when people are like, oh and I we get that so much <laughs> yeah. from like movies, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's like that's why I now when I see like rom coms, I cringe and like, yeah. oh, you're feeding me a lie. Like, I don't need this person. And I think that goes with relationships, like, whether it's, like, your friends or family, too, is, like, you can end up being in a friendship or, like, maybe you're relying on your parent too much or something. Yeah, I hate to go just to dating, you know, because dating, we're all sick of hearing about dating. But I think if you're, like, investing in someone else so much, you're probably like trying to distract yourself or running away from something that you don't want to deal with personally. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what I... I mean, we are not professionals. (laughs) Professional doctors. All I'm saying is sharing my experience (laughs) from this, you know, this week. And not to... This is not like Oprah's book club, (laughs) but I do have another book that... Because I wasn't going to share this, but because we've talked about this. I've been reading this book called Love Warrior. It's a memoir about this woman who... Uh She um, got sober. She overcame an eating disorder. She um, got, she married this guy or her boyfriend who got her pregnant, um, and they made a family, and then she found out that he had been having multiple affairs throughout their marriage. And so oh, at this point in the book, she's at a place where she's trying to decide if she should leave him or not mm-hmm. because they have three kids and whatever. She's a Christian. You're not supposed to divorce and all this right. stuff. So she goes away for a weekend by herself to the beach, and um she just like is amazed by how much she like is fascinated with the beach and like she sits on it on the the sand one day for like 10 hours and just like can't get enough of it and like she tells like her mom this and her mom like tells her stories about like when she was really little like a baby and like was just like would get so excited whenever they would go to the beach like about Mm -hmm. like about the beach more than anything else and so um she has this moment where she gets like emotional and she's i'll just read you this real quick okay (laughs) sorry for all the reading but i like it story time this is great um okay she says there it is something i've loved since i was three and i will still love when i'm 83 here i am on a bed in my hotel room all by myself meeting myself i've learned one true thing about me and maybe there is more to learn hello soul i am learning what you love i will get more of this for us i promise i have met myself and i am going to care for her fiercely at least as fiercely as I care for everyone else in my life. I will not abandon, ignore, or lose myself again. So I Mm -hmm. just, like, could totally uh, relate to that because that's kind of exactly how I felt when I find little things out about myself, too, you know? Yeah. um, It's, like, it's so weird at, like I said, like, at 30 to be learning these things, like, but I am, and I'm just, like, thankful for it that I'm actually really getting to know myself. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like we're probably not the only people around our age that are like coming up with yeah, these. Yeah, but I think when you revelations been, when you've about been checked ourselves. out for so long because of alcohol and drugs, yeah. it's like, whoa! It like slaps you in the <laughs> face harder. You're like, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think something else that that made me think about was 
just you're wanting to put yourself first or you know you want to put yourself first you have a relationship with yourself now but it's like how do you balance that with all the other people in your life like you know there's a lot of people out there and I've done this at points in my life where you put other people first before your needs yeah and that's a good it's, point it's like how do you I guess I'm always trying to make the distinction of is this me putting myself first and putting my foot down for what I want versus being like selfish no I get that's because I don't really experience that because I'm alone so much god <laughs> feel feel bad for me you know Lindsay um, you are not no, alone I don't mean to, I hate <laughs> no but like my point is like because I can I have the time to right. put myself first right. so often I get to yeah but if someone like you you're married and all sorts of stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, like I have like you guys or like, like what if you had kids too? Like oh gosh, yeah, that would be hard. Because yeah, you to don't like, want to be like go, yeah. go feed yourself, kids. Like yeah. mom's got to yeah. go to yoga. I think it's just like balancing, ba- yeah. you know. Yeah, I think and and making sure that I still have time for myself. Putting it like in a calendar on the schedule, like okay, yeah. this time I'm gonna go do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. You yeah. need to go to an AA meeting or go to wor- a yeah. workout class or go get drinks with your friends, mm-hmm. like. Whatever, and I feel like uh, that's similar thing with like trips because when I have time, when I am able to take time off and I have some money saved up and I can go take a trip to see, or I could go take a trip. It's like, oh, like I should go see my family, right? But I've never been on like a vacation by myself. Like that would be cool to like use that money and time to yeah. go to an island and just relax yeah. and you know. But I always end up I going to see my family because yeah. I love them and I don't get to see them often. But I have that same thing. It's like, obviously, I want to go see my family and I do and that's what I spend my money on but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's tough because I'm like yeah I, I want to also go take a cool vacation you know, with Evan or with you and, and like this is literally something I'm going through <laughs> and I was like okay I'm gonna go see my parents for a weekend because you know um, yeah love you mom and dad but a few days is all <laughs> I need I'm good after that um and then maybe like the next month I'll go take a weekend trip yeah somewhere like Palm Springs by myself or with like yeah. see, like you and I could go yeah like, you know, so I think it's about balance and yeah. you can do both. Yeah. You, you've you been inspiring me to try and do more of that, like meditate yeah. and and just take more time and like self-care. And so I think that's something, I don't know, I guess in my head, I was like wanting to get this like, job thing figured out first mm-hmm. before I could do any of that. I don't know why. Maybe that wasn't like the best way to go about it. Like you, I should be taking care of myself mm-hmm. regardless of what are my life going to be coming exactly. Up yeah, but I think for me that was just such a big thing in my life that I wanted to get figured out first, and so I feel like I'm going to use all that extra time that I was putting towards finding the right job for me towards taking care of myself. Mm. So hopefully that happens yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> self-care yeah, honesty. this has been an awesome conversation Get honest with yourself people <laughs> you know what you need to do hashtag honesty listen to your intuition <laughs> stop ignoring it yeah trust me you'll be much happier <laughs> cool um speaking of honesty should mm. we talk about reality tv <laughs> <laughs> the most honest thing in my life Yes. Where do we even? Because that's like completely yeah. real life, right? I've been actually very excited to talk about. Yeah. Lindsay wrote down mm. quotes to bring up well, <laughs> in her journal. <laughs> that's how much she, she loves. I have a, yes. Oh, that's the thing I should talk about is journaling. I just, I have a journal that I bought. When did we go to Bando? Probably like a month or two months ago. Yeah. And I got this journal there. 
Um, since I don't work here on the cover, I don't. But um, anyways, <laughs> I just finished filling it in two months, That's and awesome. it's just um, my journal where I, I talk, I write um, anything I help or thoughts that come up about the podcast, just personal mm-hmm. stuff. And it's been really helpful. And I did dedicate a page to reality TV <laughs> in there. Yes, Gabby, thanks for calling me out. Well, it's something that you enjoy, so why not put well, it in your no, journal? Because <laughs> you know what? Last time we were talking about Lohan, Lindsay Lohan show, and we couldn't remember the quotes. Right. And so I was like, let me write some classic stuff down. But we um we really love Lindsay Lohan's new reality show. And we've uh, been watching it together yeah, on MTV. It was you guys real should fun check it out. Watching the last one because our friend Johnny yeah. watched it with us, and he got he was very he was excited. Having a, he was having a ball watching it. He was, like, it. He was laughing. laughing. Um, it's like even more funny to watch someone think something is funny. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> oh, okay. I I didn't write down as much as I wanted, but okay. <laughs> oh, one thing I wanted to bring up um, is the story of how <laughs> Lindsay fires may one of the servers yeah this is a good one she fires oh um, we should go spoilers ahead we're gonna oh yeah spoiler alerts this is gonna ruin (laughs) your journey with Lindsay lohan's reality show please stop listening now um she fires uh may who's an employee who sucks and yeah thank god she doesn't do anything um but then or at least that's how the producers paint her but Okay, but as Lindsay's firing her, she notices that May has a lotus tat flower tattoo on her finger. And so she fires her and then like 30 seconds later, yeah, she as the May's crying, she's like saying goodbye to everyone, yeah. taking tequila shots, like Lindsay comes back and she's like come with me. And she was like I saw that you have like basically she's like I, I saw your lotus flower tattoo and my sister has one on her neck. So you're rehired. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a little bit more to that, but that but was basically the, the gist. gist. She she like that's had a heart to heart with this girl and but like not even a heart to heart about like working there. It was about like family life and then she was just like, "Well, this girl reminds me so much of my sister and my family. I'm just going <laughs> to rehire her." And so she rehires her and then they fire then they feel the need to fire someone yeah. else just to like They're like, "We don't want people to think that we're soft so because we rehired this other girl for having a lotus tattoo (laughs) we have to pick another girl to fire so people know that we're serious and so they just pick another random girl that like i think she was doing a decent job she was good i liked her better than may yeah and And they they were just just, like didn't even give her a reason they're they're just just like you're fire (laughs) yeah and she and she was like okay fine like yeah she was like this place is crazy yeah but then another um, big moment. Lindsay takes two new employees out on a boat <laughs> and to get to know them. And she's like, she's like, there's uh she's making dinner for them and she's like, I'm Italian, so I love eating together. <laughs> yeah, so good. And um she's making this dish. It's basically it's pieces of bread with ketchup. It's like a burger, right? No, there's no meat, it's oh. just bread. It's bread, and she squeezes ketchup on top of it, and then she takes a handful of chips and crumbles them Tortilla on top. chips. And she's like, I'm Italian. I love cooking. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What? Are I'm you stoned? <laughs> what are you... <laughs> what are you making? It's not Italian. And my favorite part was, like, she was saying, well, I love having people over and cooking for them. It's so Italian. And and I was like thinking like well every culture has people <laughs> over <laughs> cook for them it's not just Italian also you're Italian all of a sudden like I just yeah that's weird I don't know she was in a different world 
God. She's literally on a different planet, I think, than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but very entertaining TV. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then you're up to date on Vanderbump. Yeah. How are you up to date? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even a, is that a question. Yeah. Well, it's I funny. Am. So Vanderpump, they've been doing the last three episodes, the girls trip to Solvang, mm-hmm. which we went there for literally a like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. For my bachelorette, we went to Santa Barbara and then we had like right before we left, we had a couple hours free. So we drove up to Solvang and walked around for a couple of hours. And we were like, this place is boring. Yeah, it was kind of bar- <laughs> it was like cute. Like there, it's cute to see. But um, I think we were just tired from the weekend yeah. and it was hot. Yeah. And we we're just like, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave. And it- yeah, there's just only so much to see unless you're just like drinking nonstop. Yeah. There's really not much to do. And th- they've had three episodes there. I'm like, what I know. are you guys doing there? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to go check it out. It's kind of a cool place I think in we're California. Like, uh, most people like it. I think we're the f- the first people of like ever <laughs> to be like, it's kind of not that cool. But I mean, it's yeah. worth going to see once Yeah, for like a day trip. I feel like there's better places, though, if you want to go wine tasting. Yeah. It's like better places in my area. But anyway, back to the reality show. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, this kind of like similarities with this episode, Lala decided to start drinking again. Yeah. Because well, she was sober for a yeah. day. So like <laughs> or maybe like a week. But <laughs> OK, so sh- Lala is this character on Vanderpump Rules. Ridiculous. Um, she decides to take all of her girlfriends on a trip to Solving to thank them for being there for her when her dad died, which is like just what you're supposed to do as a friend. You don't need to like <laughs> gift them with this <laughs> extravagant like trip to wine country. And, and was also a plot point in the <laughs> like, in the reality. Thank show. you for just doing what you're supposed to do <laughs> as a friend. But anyways, so she. But I, I thought it was interesting. She took him to get to go wine tasting when she's decided to to take a break from and yeah. uh, be sober. I guess that was her saying like I'm such a good friend. I will take my friends wine tasting even though I'm not drinking. Like maybe just like go on a spa day or something. Yeah. Like why? Anyway. But her friends are raging alcoholics, so it makes sense. She's like this is the only thing that makes you happy, so <laughs> Yeah. Well, she said that she had stopped drinking cuz her boyfriend and her decided they made a pact to like not. She broke a hurricane-proof window yeah. in a drunken rage. So yeah. he was like, "Maybe we should stop drinking." Yeah, <laughs> but then plot twist: she goes to a friend's birth birthday or right. some kind of party when they're back from the trip and tells people that she's going to start drinking again because she came home and found out that her boyfriend broke their pact. Oh, I missed that part. What? I missed the reason why she stopped. Did you not watch the end of the episode? I've been like on the fence with Vanderpump. <laughs> I'm just like half there. Okay. I missed that. Okay. Yeah. So she tells Katie and Brittany that she came home from Solvang and Randall was. Oh, I hate that I know this. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that Randall, she found that he, he was like on some kind of like crazy bender again. And she was like, what? is up because they thought we made this pack together and so she was really upset and she decided the the way that they left the last episode she said that she was taking a break from him because he broke the pack yeah and she she was gonna start drinking again decided yeah and and she's taking a break from him so it sounds like she her reasons for stopping drinking were purely uh just motivated by 
Yeah, like, she, like this guy with her boyfriend. Yeah, that's what happens when alcoholics like just decide to be like, I'm just gonna quit drinking and not do anything. Yeah, like not get any outside help. Just yeah, a, it a didn't pa- seem like she was probably really like relationship. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was super serious about it. Yeah. But anyway, it's like we already know that she's engaged to this guy. So, like that's the thing with reality TV is like you already know what's happening. In their lives. Yeah. Because they post everything. on Instagram. Yeah. But it, it's like interesting because I think she's kind of gone back and forth. I think she's still not drinking or she wasn't for a while. I don't know uh-huh. that much about her. And like same with James is another character who's had like very oh, serious yeah. like alcoholic outbreaks yeah. and he got fired from his job because of it. Mm-hmm. He was stopping for a while. But now I see um, on Instagram. I'll oh, see is him he like drinking? drinking? Yeah. Oh. And so. Yeah, that kind of ruins the season. You're right. like, you know what well, happened. you kind of assume <laughs> he's not like getting any kind of treatment or going to AA or anything. So it's like eventually like. Exactly yeah. what I just went through. If you're not actually doing things to support you along the way, you're easily right. going to fall back into it if yeah. you're not doing anything. So it's yeah. like, yeah. I, but I think, like, I'm worried about Tom Schwartz. He's like, he, he, drank, he just chugs like, yeah. liquor from the bottle. And he's just like, where am I? <laughs> I'm just like, dude. I mean, we've seen him out at like places in LA and he's looked really drunk. Oh my God. Yes. Remember that one time we were at Belmont? Yeah. I was still drinking then. And we, it was like us and some of our friends. Yeah. And they, all the Vanderpump people were at the table next to us. And Tom Schwartz was just like out of his mind wasted. Yeah. And he was just like staring at us. Like, and, like swaying. Just like swaying like a creepy drunk, a drunk yeah. man. And I was just like, yeah, mm. and Kristen and like was like neurotically running around. Like it's like they're exactly yeah. how they are on camera. Yeah, like they all need help. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, they're like a few years older than us. I'm like, I don't ever want to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> but I also embarrassed myself on another time we saw them out. One, oh, yeah, remember that with Stassi? Oh yeah, one. I don't think so you embarrassed yourself. Yeah. Well, though. okay. So <laughs> a few weeks before I got sober, it was like when I was a hot mess all the time we went to world dog day which is like the event hosted by lisa vanderpump every year and all the all the cast members go um it's like disneyland they're like (laughs) signing autographs but anyways we saw them at a bar um at the abbey um we didn't even know they were there we just walked in there to get drinks and they were there and i was so drunk and i started talking to stassi and i started crying i don't remember what i said to her yeah, um, I didn't go up with you, but it was also I only still daylight. It was yeah. daylight outside, <laughs> and I was blackout drunk. Um, but I don't remember what I said to her, but I, I do remember crying, and she was literally wiping the tears off my <laughs> face. <laughs> and meanwhile, Gabby's like in the back trying to like take photos. I of took a picture we're, like Stassi and I are hugging and like having a moment. And Gabby's like <laughs> taking photos. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's weird. Like I. I don't know why I didn't want to go up with you. I feel like I'm weird around celebrities. Like, I don't want them to I know. know they're really celebrities. But okay. Well, like other celebrities. I'm like, I don't want them to know that I know who they are. Play it cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, who are you? No, I, I normally don't go up to people. Like, I see Mark Maron at my grocery store constantly. And I'm just yeah. like, Mark Maron. Like, I told but Mark I Maron once that I thought he was pretty funny. Because yeah. I was, like, just trying to play it cool. Although I think he's really funny. I'm like... He's yeah. just like trying to. Oh, I've like heard of you. I like said that to him. I was like, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of you. You're like pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> it's like how it came out, and then I was like, wow, I'm like insulting him to his face. That was at the comedy <laughs> store, right? Yeah, it was um, just me and him in like the hallway, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Did you hear? Um, did you ever see Brody Stevens at the comedy store? 
I saw that he passed away. He, yeah, he's. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know who he is as a comic. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember if I've ever seen you, him. I live. think we've seen him together. Yeah, I've seen him several times. He was a really. He's a regular at the comedy store, and yeah. he actually committed suicide. Um, he struggled with depression, and it's um, really sad. Yeah, really, really sad. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, I feel like comedy more than any other probably entertainment profession. I feel like there's a lot of comedians that have that struggle with a lot of like depression or mm-hmm. other like yeah, you gotta issues. Yeah, you know, you gotta have some some darkness <laughs> to be willing yeah. to go up on stage and talk about the things that comedians yeah. talk about. But yeah, I guess like he had struggled with depression for a while, and uh, I don't know if I read an article. Who knows if this is accurate? But he like d- decided to come off the medication because he felt like it was. Um, it wasn't helping him like write oh, okay. creatively. It was like, you know, getting in the way, which I've yeah. heard, you know, but, um, yeah. so yeah. That's really sad. I know. I mean, it's sad regardless if you're a comedian or, or whoever you are, it's very sad if you pass away from, from suicide, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. And, and it's one of those things when a public figure commits suicide, we're all like, we should talk about mental right. health. And yeah. then we never do. It's like, yeah. And then there's like, same with like, shootings like we should talk about I know and then nothing ever happens but I do think I mean yes you're completely right it's like it's just the cycle but I do think like what you're doing here with the podcast is like yeah impactful like okay maybe it's not on a national scale right now but it's like I do feel like more and more people are starting to talk about how they're feeling and mental health and just like making it more I've always said this. It's like, okay, if my arm is broken, I'm going to a doctor. If there's mm-hmm. something mentally ailing me, like, we need help. Yeah. You need to take care of yourself and take it just as seriously as if it was, like, a physical ailment. And hopefully I feel like more through things like this, like through a podcast or, like, whether people are reading things online or books, hopefully more people are, like, feel like they can talk about it more like openly. actually talking about it instead of talking about how we need to talk about it. Yeah. It's like everyone's favorite thing to do. Yeah. Like like we should talk about it, but then like there's like no actual conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I totally yeah. understand that. Um, all right. Cool. Well, um, thank you, Gabby, for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I had fun. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>